everyone, welcome to Nancy's Nuggets, a podcast dedicated to sharing stories from real people, fun facts, music, and more. The goal is to relax, listen, maybe you'll resonate with someone or something. We're all on our own journey together. Enjoy. Right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Nancy's Nuggets. Uh, Today, we have the pleasure of speaking to Patrick Wynn. And I, just like every other episode, kind of jump right in and let, um, you know, anyone I'm interviewing kind of tell a little bit about themselves. And we kind of just jump right into the questions. So hi, Pat. Hello. How are you? Good, good. So like I said, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, kind of what you do, maybe a little know just nugget of information about yourself and then um you know we'll kind of go from there sure um i'm patrick i live in northern new jersey now um i've worked or i do work for a golf management company um we are the world's largest golf management company true golf if i don't mention their name i, I get in trouble um <laughs> uh, But uh, I've worked for them for the last 15 years. I worked for them when I was in college, and then uh, I moved into the international division, and I worked in Mexico, Dubai, India, and then back to Texas, and now back to New Jersey, back to my home state. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I saw, I think I saw on Facebook, you know, that you were in Dubai, and I'm like, what is this guy doing? (laughs) (laughs) Traveling the world, making adventures. That's what I, you know. (laughs) Yeah. No, Awesome. It was, um, it was, it's a, you know, it's a, it was a special, it was a great opportunity my company provided me and it got, you know, professionally, it got me to a lot of places I wanted to go a lot faster than I would have been able to do staying in New Jersey or Texas for that matter where I was. So, yeah, no, absolutely. So just for the listeners out there, so how I know Pat, right? Cause you know, everyone who's on this podcast, it's kind of like a sprinkling of people from all over. <laughs> um, and how I know Pat, so we actually went to high school together. Um, many, many years ago, back in the day. Um, yeah. So like we went to high school many years ago and we were friends through there. I think, I think you dated, yeah, you dated Dawn, one of my best friends (laughs) for like a minute. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so we met each other back then. And actually I think you introduced me to, uh, I think you introduced me to Ray, one of my boyfriends in high school, or you somehow got us in contact possibly yeah I think that could have been a possibility yeah. that was a bit of a matchmaker back in my day yeah you definitely <laughs> were like pat so for everybody out there pat was definitely the social guy you had the parties you had the cool you know hangout spots uh, um yes, friends with all the yeah. older kids <laughs> oh yeah pat pat chrome is what they used to call my house that's right yeah. yes yeah. pat chrome so i think yeah. my first drinking experiences were there <laughs> yeah I, don't, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this <laughs> no she's 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 well aware now. Uh, yeah, I've I've come clean in my old age of, <laughs> of my of my younger misdeeds. So, oh man, but, but it was always the best. So, yeah, it was fun. Awesome so. stuff. All right, so yeah, so just like as you guys have heard, you know, he's definitely moved around. Um, we're from a very small town, so we went to Salem High School. This is in New Jersey. Um, very small high school. I know my middle school, I actually only had about like five boys in my middle school and I was <laughs> dumped into Salem high school, which was definitely kind of a shocker. Um, but where, uh, what was your kind of like growing up like Pat? Can you tell uh, us a little? 
I went to Park Bible. I went to Christian oh. school. Yeah, I went to Christian school. That goes right along with the partying. Um, no, up until eighth grade, from the time I moved to New Jersey when I was five, I went to uh, Park Bible in Pennsville. And uh, yeah, then I got to high school and I told my parents, I was like, I can't do this six people in a classroom business anymore. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we'll send you to the nice public high school by our, by our house. And that was, that was the same <laughs> high school. Um, I think, you know, for, for those who do, for those who don't know, um, it's, it, it was a very, it was a fun place to go to school, but it was also like, you know, Salem County in general is, you know, financially not in the best situation as far as, especially in the state of New Jersey. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, a lot of impoverished, a lot of impoverishment, you know, drugs, alcohol, you know, not that I ever took part in those things, but they were definitely prevalent, um, within even the school and within the community. Um, and so it was, you know, if you look at the rank of, uh, top, top schools in New Jersey, uh, Salem does not come in the top 200. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. It's so funny to explain people. Like every time I try to tell people like, Oh, where did you grow up? And it's like, uh, out in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then it's like, what was your high school? Like, I, I can't even like, you know, it's, it's hard to explain. <laughs> yeah. Um, but definitely yeah. from my situation coming from like a few people in my class. And I mean, same thing for you, um, yeah. into a totally different atmosphere, but I still say, I mean, you know, high school was, was fine. Like, you know, as long as you stayed in the AP classes and, you know, you kind of had your little circle of friends, it was kind of, you know, whatever. Yeah. And everybody was, you know, look, everybody was nice and we all got along and, you know, yeah. we had friends from, you know, Salem, friends from all the like little sending districts and, you know, it was everybody kind of, you know, did their own thing and got along. Everybody had their own little group inside of the, you know, inside of their, their class. And it was all the people you had most of your classes with or, you know, who you played sports with or, you know, those kind of things. And so that was, you know. I don't know. Salem was, it was fun. It wasn't, yeah. I joke about it and I say, you know, like, oh, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, it's a, it's a hard place to go to school, but it wasn't. No. Yeah. I, I just say that to people. So they think I'm, you know, <laughs> <laughs> think I'm street cred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's so funny. I like talk about street cred. It was funny. I was like thinking about my timeline and I was thinking about high school and I remember I actually, um, like I thought I was such a badass because I actually got suspension one time <laughs> because I came late too many times to class, but I remember it. And it was just funny, the most random things you remember, but I remember it because that's when I actually studied for my driver's test. So it all happened for a reason, you know, it all kind of fell into place. I, I had all this free time to study for, <laughs> yeah. Well, my, yeah. my mom got called in to speak to our vice principal, Mr. Mulhorn, what? because, yeah, because I'd missed too many days of school because <laughs> my, my senior year, um, you know, all, all disclosure, my parents got divorced when I was 14 or 15 and my mom was basically seeing somebody new and she kind of spent the weekends at his house and spent the weekdays at my house. But normally she wouldn't come back until Tuesday. And so I, Monday, nobody would be there. And so yeah. I took a lot of three day weekends and, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I still, you know, so basically we had to go and sit in front of Mr. Mohorn and he was like, 
you know, you need to start showing up to school or like you can't graduate. And I said, yeah, but I have good grades. And he was like, yeah, the state of New Jersey doesn't care. <laughs> like you have to, you have to show up. Like it doesn't matter how good your grades are. So I was like, okay. Fine. Man. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. It was like, I mean, I would always miss school. I mean, as soon as I started caring, like what I look like, you know, my brother would take like forever in the bathroom and I'd be like, what the hell, you know? <laughs> and then it would push back and then I'd miss the bus. And then it was mm. like this whole cycle. But yeah. So we were like, we were kind of the bad kids little bit right yeah a little bit yeah no, we, yeah. we weren't the real bad kids we were like the good kids who were kind of bad <laughs> yeah um but yeah no I remember I mean in high school it was kind of interesting like I like I was in band I actually only joined band because I had a crush on someone <laughs> but I was in band and wait who was that Greg <laughs> Yeah, it was like out of, I mean, the handful, right, of the five kids that went to middle school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think his mom was like, oh, you play the piano. You should play the bells. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yes, I'll do it. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, so I was in band. I played soccer. Um, yeah. You know, had a good time there, but you know, it wasn't so bad. Yeah. So anyway, all right, so let's get into some interesting stuff. So I'm going to just start firing some random questions um, okay. to kind of get to know you uh, a little bit better. And then obviously, you know, have you share some things about yourself. But, you know, what, like, because, God, it's been so long since high school, right? You know, it's right. like I briefly kind of knew you from that. Um, you know, I do know a little bit just from talking to you, um, you know, over the past, gosh, like, you know what is it, 15 years? Did yeah. we say it? Like 15? Wow, yeah. God. Um, more, so anyway, I know more. a little bit. So, you know, why don't you just share it? You know, what has been your life? I mean, for the last 15 years, right, you've been traveling, you've been all over the place. Like, what are some things, you know, that have kind of happened in your life, you know, some challenges, obstacles, um, you know, things that you've been up to that's kind of put you to where you're at right now? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously I'll start with, you know, I've been – I've been very career driven for most of uh, most of my life. I mean, I, you know, working hard and being, you know, having a good work ethic and, you know, going out there and trying to become the person I wanted to be. Um, I got into golf when I was young. Uh, I've worked at a golf course through high school and then into college. And then after college, um, I kind of decided I like customer service and I like the golf business. Um, and I fortunately had, you know, good bosses and good opportunities through Troon. Um, and you know, my boss who was in Texas happened to move to Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. And then he called me and said, do you want a part-time job? Um, basically six months, six months. So I would go down there for the busy season. And I did that for a year. Um, I went down there for the winter, uh, spent six months and then spent six months in Texas. And, uh, and then, you know, after that, he called me back full time. And then it just so happened my boss there, um, moved to Dubai and he called me and asked me if I wanted a job there. And I said, sure. <laughs> so, wow. so I spent five years there. Um, I moved from, you know, tournament coordinator, director of golf. And then I got offered a general manager's job. Um, it was actually, I can remember it very clearly. It was the day after I came back from vacation. And when you're working like in the Middle East and mostly through Europe, you do the whole month off thing. Like, wow. you know, you don't take, really take vacation for most of the year. And then you take a solid month. And so yeah. I was just coming back from a month off. I'd been in the U.S. I'd been in India for, sorry, I'd been in Dubai for almost five years. And I was like, what am I doing? Am I growing? Am I getting any better? Am I, you know, what's my next job? What's my next move? Do I want to move back to the U.S.? And my boss called me and said, hey, you're doing a great job. We want to give you a general manager's position. 
And I was like, hey, that's awesome. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's in India. Ah. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, okay, great. Um, and I, you know, I look at everything with a very open mind and said, you know what, I'll, I'll have a look at it and see, you know, I flew over there, met with the owner. I like the owner. I like what he had, in, you know, what he had to say. Um, and the job interview, he said, okay, when can you be here? I said, whoa, <laughs> it's not quite that, it's not quite that simple. Um, so he, uh, he asked for me to come over and I, I said, okay, you know, and there was, you know, I was, I, I was dating someone at the time that we'd been together for a few years. Um, we ended up getting married and subsequently divorced. That's uh, all I'll say about that subject. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, that, there were some hardships with that and, you know, adjusting to new countries and that, you know, that's one of the hardest things. It's, you know, adjusting to different places, but the learning experience that I got out of it and to be able to come back, you know, I was a general manager when I was 27 years old. I mean, if yeah. I had done the same, the same type of things work just as hard in the U.S., uh, you know, there's just a lot more people competing for the same jobs. But, you know, my ability to say, you know what, I'll move where the work is and take that. And I had the means and the opportunity to do so. Um, it, it worked out great for me. Um, and that's that's how I kind of got overseas. And then after 10 years, I kind of decided it was time to move back home. Um, <laughs> it yeah. was, And then I moved to Texas, started working at a project there, which was awesome. Um it uh, basically is a competitor to Top Golf, if anybody knows what that is. Um, yeah, wasn't that? Isn't that the golf like where you do the driving range, like off? Like it's a big building. Yeah. Right. Was it that? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I yeah I helped uh, as a general manager for the opening of that, and we did all the you know all the marketing, all the you know it's kind of like working in a startup. Um, yeah. You know, you, we did everything together. We did you know the branding, the culture. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it you know the I was there through the opening. I was there for about six months after we opened. Um, and, uh, you know, I decided that probably wasn't the right thing for me. It was, uh, it was, it's not the golf business. It's the bar and restaurant business. Yeah. <laughs> and you're there till two in the morning. You're, you know, all those kind of things. And, you know, it was a great place and I, I think they're doing well and I'm happy they're doing well. And, but it just, I was ready to, I was ready to be a little closer to home. Uh, my, same around the same time it just so happened I wasn't real thrilled there I'd seen my family once or twice being back home a year in the U.S. and so um, I was really you know looking forward to being able to see family and friends more often and I was just working so much that I wasn't doing it Um, and so I I decided to move back to New Jersey Um, you know my dad passed away in January of that year which would have been two years ago Um, and so I kind of said, you know what, it's time for me to get closer to friends and family. And so I moved back up to, I'm working in New York, uh, Manchin, the golf club at Mansion Ridge, which is in Monroe, New York. Wow. But that's uh, about 15 minutes over the border from New Jersey. So I live in New Jersey. So, you know, pretty much not every weekend, but, you know, two weekends a month, I either get to see my friends or I go see my brother, go see my mom, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's been great to be able to spend, get back to, you know, refocusing on my family time and, you know, my work-life balance and not just the work aspect of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge change. I mean, especially since you had been traveling and you were, (laughs) you were completely across the country. So like, is there anything that you miss, um, you know, about like Mexico, Dubai, like even being off over in Texas, is there anything you miss about it? Um, man, I miss the food in all the different places. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, just like when I'm when I'm not when I'm away from the Northeast, I miss you know the bagels, the sandwiches, the you know like like we do the bread the best here anywhere in the country, um, yeah. the Italian food up here, you know, 
Um, I miss that. I have a lot of good friends all over the world. I, I miss them, you know, but um, some of them I've gotten to see, some of them I haven't, um, you know, I haven't seen in a long time, but they're people that, you know, you know, you can pick up with any time and be able to sit down and have a beer with or go play golf with or do whatever, you know, and, you know, that, all them all over the world. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd say that's most of it. Do I miss any of the jobs? I, I miss a lot of the people I worked with and, you know, some of the, some of the golf courses, it, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of hard work, a lot of long days, a lot of long hours, but well worth it in the end. Definitely. So like through everything you've been through, like, you know, is there anything you would do differently or, you know, if you were to give yourself advice, you know, to the Pat back who just started, you know, in your job right out of college, like, is there anything you would have done differently? Uh, yeah, I tell myself to learn a trade like being an electrician so I could tire, retire at 45 with a full <laughs> pension. That's, 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 yeah. that's what I tell myself. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the number one thing that I tell kids today is, you know, <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to go spend $150,000 on a college education. You, you can retire at 50 after being an electrician and you're going to have a full pension and you can, you know, you join a union, you can make lots of money. Yeah. <laughs> and you can have a pretty awesome life, right? You can, yeah. you can. And, you know, and, and, and things like, like, you know, there's, there's other things like, you know, first responders, people who are, you know, um, anything working for the state and city governments and, you know, they're, they're jobs that people don't really talk to you very much about. Um, yeah. and I think, I think it started, we're starting to see a shift in the way people, you know, when we were in high school and this is not derogatory towards anybody who does those positions, but I would say that we were always presented with the, you go to college to find out what you want to do or go, go to college to do something. Well, if you yeah. don't want to be an engineer, a doctor, a lawyer, you know, <laughs> or yeah. a teacher, like a lot of, there's a lot of other options for you to do things um, without having to go to college. And I, and I tell people like, you know, really explore other things besides just going to college because that's what your friends are doing. Yeah. You know, because it's, there's, there's so much out there and there's people who have, you know, you can have such a great quality of life. You know, you can have a great work. You can have a great work-life balance. You can, you know, you can make good money. You can take care of, you can provide for the people you want. You can, you know, you can even start a second career if you want. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of the people who are, um, who live up around this area are people who were formerly from New York city. And, you know, some of those are FDNY or NYPD. And so they, you know, look, they put their lives on the line for 20 years. I don't want to discount anything they do and yeah. how hard it is, but you know, they, they now are in their, you know, late forties, early fifties. And a lot of them have, you know, a, a nice size pension after their 20 or 25 years they put in. And so they're able to start a second career and yeah. maybe do something else. that's a passion for them. And maybe they know a little bit more about what their passions are when they're, you know, have lived 45 years or 50 years, you know, you know a little bit more about yourself than you did when you were 19, you know? Yeah. No, it's so. so, it's so funny you say that too, because I just went to the beach last week and I was talking with a, a, you know, a friend of ours and he left the finance industry, you know, he was making hand over fist, I mean, tons right. of money and he was so burnt out and just exhausted and his family, you know, there, he had a lot of police officers and his family, like his brother did it. I guess his uh, dad was in the fire company and he went back and at 30, 35, I think he joined the police academy and now he's a New York state cop. And he basically, 
Um, I mean, he's going to retire, you know, by the time he's, I mean, he's still going to be younger than 60, I think. Um, and you know, he's got his whole plan and because he has that finance background, he's doing all the smart things with his money. And he's like, right. I wish I would have done this years ago, you know? <laughs> and, and he, he wanted to do the finance thing. Cause he didn't want to like be like his parents and his brother and you know, whatever. But then he turns back and he's like, holy crap, what was I thinking? You know? Right. So right. it's, it's kind of funny. So, I mean, this is like, and I I just want to stay here on this topic because, I mean, honestly, I think this is such a a big thing because, you know, even my sister went through it, right? You know, she went to community college. She ended up going to Rowan and getting a, you know, a bachelor's degree as well, but she didn't know what she wanted to do. Um, And I don't think she still fully knows what she wants to do. And then I talked to her friend and a few other people, and it seems like kids that age Um, gosh, I say kids, but they're in their twenties, but you know, a lot of them are lost, you know, they're unsure, like what they want to do with their life. They're not sure what their passion is. They're not sure. Like, is there any special advice that you would give, you know, like if you were speaking basically in front of a whole room full of students, you know, in a community college, (laughs) they're about to graduate and they're like, holy shit, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. You know, what advice would you give? Uh, I I think I'll tell them to make sure that whatever they do, um, they can find a work-life balance yeah. and they can, they can, they do enough to make sure they have their means, but they're not living for the next thing. Um, yeah. Because I think, I think people who are very goal-driven and very goal-oriented um, and you set, you know, it's good to set goals, but at times you have to remember that those goals you set, you also need to set personal goals and it can't just be all your goals in life can't be, what's the next job step? You know, yeah. that, that's what I did for a long time. And I, and I sacrificed a lot of things to do that, to get to where I am, you know, as far as my work life, I sacrificed a lot of things, um, personally and whether that be, you know, relationships or being able to see my friends or whatever the case may be. Um, I spent a lot of time doing that and not focusing on my work life or sorry, not focusing on my personal life. Yeah. And so, Yes, being financially stable is very important, but if it's so much important that you don't no longer have a life, what are you doing it for? Yeah. <laughs> What's the point? God, you know, such a, yeah. It's like it's like really if you can't, you know, one thing that I've learned or one thing now that I've gotten a little bit older with my work-life balance is I have to set boundaries for myself. Yes. I have to I have to say like I say Sundays. Look, I take Sundays off. Sunday's my day off. I might take another day during the week if I have time, but I do not mess around with Sunday. Yeah. You know, that's my day. That's my day to go do whatever I want on my time. I'll go out on Saturday night, have a nice dinner, have a few drinks, know I can sleep in or get up and go play golf. But, and everyone at work knows the same thing. They, they have the right, they can call me. You can call me if you need me, you can text me. But, you know, if I don't respond to you right away, it's because I'm on me time. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I, and, and I don't ask for a lot of it. I work 60 to 70 hours a week, most weeks anyway, working six days. So, you know, I'm there enough that I don't feel bad about taking my time and you should never feel bad about taking your time because, you know, when you really get down to it, if, if you ever truly asked your boss, like, is it okay if I take a day off, you know, and I've worked six days in a row, they'd say, yeah, why, why would you not think that's okay? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Like, why, why would you think that you need to do that? And, and I know there are some industries where they probably say, no, you need to be there every day. That's the way we do things here. You know, and that's and some of that's in the service and hospitality industry as well. But yeah. if, if you have a boss who does that, he's probably not looking out for you in the long term. And he's trying to just get as much out of you as he can while he has you. And then he's going to burn you out and throw you away. Exactly. Um, and, that, and that's not the way I try to manage my team. So. Yeah, it's so funny because, you know, so I, like, right out of college, you know, I realized I'm like, crap, now I have student loans, so I got to, like, <laughs> get my butt in gear. Right. Um, and, you know, I ended up actually working for Target, like, right out of college. And, you know, I worked my way up, kind of like you're saying, like, I was just driven. Like, I was just like, I have to get, you know, to this, you know, position. And so within two years, I was actually making six figures and I was working my butt off. And, you know, I was in charge of, you know, at one point I was in a group position. So I was in charge of many different stores, like all over New Jersey. And then, um, you know, I got promoted to actually take over one of the highest volume stores in our district. And now I'm in charge of, you know, 300 plus team members and, you know, 10 plus million dollar store, you know, like, so it's like, I could never turn it off. You know, it was like always on, like, you know, all the time. And even on my day off, you know, I was that go-to person, Um, you know, and I finally got to a point, you know, 10 years into it, um, you know, I didn't want to get promoted. I didn't want to do anything. (laughs) Like I kind of just burnt out, Um, you know, and relationship wise. I mean, just like you said, like I literally just did not focus on my relationship. And I, you know, stayed in a couple that were way too long. And, you know, I just didn't, didn't take time for for that and myself. And so I ended up quitting that um, and switching to Apple. And then I did that for a little bit and just realized like, this is it, I can't, I just need to take this into my own hands. And <laughs> I kind of right. started my own thing. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's nuts. And I read this Jet Li quote, I think it was Jet Li, like that actor in uh, yeah. some of those movies, but he wrote, um, you know, why are you killing yourself? And, you know, basically, you know, just cr- crushing your body, you're killing yourself every day when your boss would replace you in a week you know, if you were to, to keel over. So it's right. like, when you look at the big picture, it's like, you know what, in the grand scheme of things, you know, you got to really look out for yourself. Yeah. And, and I'd say like, it's, it's not in the, it's not the short term and like people, like I wouldn't want anybody to get the wrong idea. It's not like, Oh man, you know, there are times in my business now where it's like, you know, there are weeks or even months that, you know, you, you, you kill yourself, you try really hard, but then you know that there's an end game to it. You know, yeah. you know that there's, I know that, you know, yeah, during the summer we get crazy and we're here all the time and, you know, we're, we're you know, most of my team's pretty tired and burnt out, but then we hit like November yeah. and everybody goes, ah, you know, like, <laughs> oh, okay. Like, like we're not nearly like, we're, like we can take the whole weekend off and like we can all enjoy, you know, a little bit like leaving work at four o'clock every day, you know, we can do those things and we've put in the time and the effort when the money's there to be made. You know, the money's there to be made in the summer. We're not making anything during the winter. So, you know, let's get our work done. Let's work effectively. You know, let's make sure we're getting things done. We want done. But at the same time, you know, that's, that's your reprieve. That's your break, you know, make sure you take advantage of it. So, yeah, that's so true. And being like grateful too, right. Like to acknowledge that, you know what, like, yeah, it's going to be crazy during the summer, but you know, you're going to get to, that's pretty awesome. So to switch it up a little bit. So I'm going to ask you some kind of random questions. So I obviously know one of your hobbies is golf. <laughs> um, do you have any other hobbies outside of that? And, um, you know, what kinds of things like make you happy? 
Is drinking a hobby? No. No, no. Are you <laughs> that children's book we were talking no. about earlier? Is that yeah. was that for a reason? No, no, <laughs> yeah. no. no. Um, I do like so I do like wines. I do like some wines, and I like craft beer. And so I, you know, me and me and the guys who work always like I geek out a little bit about different craft beer we find and like yeah. that kind of stuff. You know, it's it's more of a it's more almost of a social thing of like oh we check out this one that I found or that one that I found. Um, do you like IPAs? Yeah. Well, yeah. Have you ever had Race Racer 5? Racer 5. It's by Bear Republic. Oh, my God. It's, like, one of my favorites. But I can't have beer anymore. (laughs) Uh, There's there's one by by Kate May Brewing that I had the other day called Sea to Shore that was delicious. Um, And I was telling my friends about it. So, Um, you know, apart from that, um, I love baseball. I love sports in general. Yeah. I'm kind of a a sports junkie. Um, You know, I kind of – I spend a lot of evenings watching baseball games just because, you know, it's something nice and easy to do after work. You know, you can just sit back and watch a baseball game. It's not too, it's not too uh, intense. You know, it's a nice way to relax and wind down. Um, I run, I run a lot. Um, you know, that's, I'm in a running kind of group with some friends. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, so just to try to make sure we stay in shape. My, uh, nice. you know, like I said, my dad passed away from complications of uh, diabetes and so it's something that's fairly, you know, being being big is in my family. So I, yeah. I have to try to do everything I can to combat that. So if, if I want to drink a few beers, I got to run a few miles. Um, Excellent. <laughs> so. Awesome. Um, so what are some things like people might be surprised to know about you? Might be surprised to know about me. Um, I'm terrified of heights. Um, <laughs> I don't like scary movies at all. Um, <laughs> Do you know most guys don't. I found that. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I can't. I, I, it just does nothing for me as far as like being being scared is not an emotion that I appreciate. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a guy thing in general, but yeah. it's. Uh, but no, um, I've been to you know I've been to like seventeen foreign countries now. I think. Wow. Um, and I hope my I, I'm working on my Spanish again. Uh, I was, you know, I had a pretty good I had a pretty good basis for when I lived in Mexico. But languages are like anything else. If you don't practice, you don't get any better. So I'm, I'm working on it again now. Excellent. And and I think I remember wasn't your dad on Jeopardy? My dad was on Jeopardy. Yep. That one is... twice. One <laughs> twice lost the third time. Yeah. That's awesome. It, yeah. So and my and my family was from uh, Eastern Kentucky. And they used to run moonshine back in the Whoa. Back, back in the day. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like in your okay, cr- Pat Chrome <laughs> <laughs> yeah. has like yeah. deep seated roots. Nice. Yeah, there's some there's some outlaws in my family. Yeah, back <laughs> many many years ago. But but being a school teacher and being a teacher in general runs in my family as well. So uh, my my granddad was a school teacher. My my uh, my dad was a teacher for a nuclear power plant. My grandmother was a uh, principal. Uh, my my great grandfather was a principal, like you know, teachers and principals and all through my family. Super so. cool. Yeah, I kind of get the vibe. You kind of have like one of those like old souls, you know. And I mean, you kind of did it yeah. in high school too. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> you know, I definitely can see that the teacher in the blood. Mm. Awesome. Um, so, do you have like a favorite joke or a favorite quote? <laughs> like anything you kind of rest on. Um. <laughs> Oh, this, this, this like all ties in together so well. One thing I say to people all the time, which I think is like, well, there's two things I say to people. One is um, every day we make it, we'll make it the best we can. Yeah. 
and that's that's actually Jack Daniel's motto, um, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> which is, which is really funny. So uh, like, I, don't, I don't always tell people that depending on who I'm talking to, uh, they're, they're like, yeah, that's an insightful quote. Like, we like that. We'll make it the best we can. Yeah. Um, I always tell people to have fun. And I say that, you know, when, especially when I'm at work, like 99.9% of our clients are coming here to have fun. You know, our guests want to have fun. They want to come to golf. They're here to relax. All we have to do is not screw it up yeah <laughs> so so just keep the fun going like have a fun attitude be a fun person i set all the passwords whenever i have to reset people's passwords i always set them to have fun oh um, so so, <laughs> so like somebody, an affirmation <laughs> yeah so like everybody has to keep saying it um and that and then um my old boss used to always tell me if as far as work things go what gets measured gets done so always mm -hmm. make sure you're checking people's work nice i love it yeah, that's a really good one. Um, so do you have like, you know, have you ever read like a book or listened to a podcast or like listened to someone that kind of changed your mindset on things? Um, Simon Sinek. Um, okay. He's, he's one of my favorites. Uh, you know, I've read, I've read all his books, Malcolm Gladwell, same way. Um, yeah. They just, they look at the world from a different perspective and they make like, you know, especially Simon Sinek, his, you know, his whole thing is it's not, you know, it's not what you do. It's why you do it. Yeah. And really going down to the, like, what, you know, it's not the functional tasks. It's getting people to believe in why you're doing something. And yeah. if you, if you can convince people to, you know, to believe in why you're doing something and why we're, you know, why are we running a golf course? Like we're trying to create, you know, memorable experiences for people, give them the best conditions, you know, really have people walk away with a smile on their face. If that's what you believe in and you believe in the fact that that's what you're trying to create every time you come to work and not my job is to ring somebody up for $50 for their, for their round of golf. <laughs> if that's what you think your job is, you're missing the point, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and you, you know, as leaders and as managers, you have to be the ones who instill that in people and you have to try to do it every day. It's hard to be consistent. Sometimes there, you know, there's a lot of factors in our lives that make us go up, make us go down. But, you know, that's the one other thing I preach to all my managers is you need to be consistent for the sake of your team. Yeah. So. I love it. Yeah. Um, awesome. So a couple more questions because I know I've, I've had you on here for a little while. Um, so let's get some like little, uh, let's see a little more personal. So if you had to describe yourself in three words, <laughs> three what, words. what three words would you pick? Um. <clears throat> Fun, caring, and loyal. Okay. All good words. Nice. Um, what do you love about yourself? Um, what do I love about myself? Wow, that's... Hello. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Hey. Okay, did you have a there. phone call? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, okay, that's okay. I'll cut that part out. So we were right at, uh, what do you love about yourself? Um, all right, a little self-love. Uh, let's talk about me for a while. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I love the fact that I'm adaptable, um, the ability to change, the ability to like, try and see new things, unless it involves heights. Um, but, you know, I think that's something that it's not a quality that everybody necessarily has. And, and that's something that I always think my my bosses or even my friends, you know, appreciate that I'm kind of, you know, I'll go with the flow and I'll try to figure it out as we go along. I don't, you know, I don't always need 
still always needed to be like out in front of me if this is how things are going to end up for me to do it. So, yeah. And what do you think? I mean, what do you think gave you the skills to be that way? I mean, because it's so hard. I mean, human nature is to reject change, <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's not a normal thing. Like, you know, do you think there's anything that contributes to your ability to be so adaptable? Uh, I think, you know, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's necessarily hereditary, but my dad was kind of that way um, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Very like, I don't want to say nomadic, but that's kind of, you know, my mom lived in like, you know, him and my mom were together. They lived in like 14 different states and wow. like, you know, he was in the Navy and so he traveled the world and um, got to, you know, he was on the USS Enterprise and the USS South Carolina, you know, in the in the nuke room and all that stuff. So he got to see a lot of cool different places. And so his life was always kind of changing. And I don't know if I inherited a little bit of that, like, you know, not like need for change, need to be adaptable, need to see different things. Um, Awesome. Yeah, totally. I mean, what awesome, (laughs) you know, role models to kind of see 17 different states. It's awesome. Um, All right. So I know we're getting short on time, but I want to add in two more things. Do you have a song, you know, that you just love or that you've listened to and it just kind of brings you back or makes you feel some things? I mean, it could be a song or a couple songs, but is there anything that pops into your mind? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You're laughing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, if it was like, if it's like, I think songs bring you back to, somewhere you were when like that that song happened like or that song was big like like in the club by 50 cent like was <laughs> yes. like it was like that was like super popular when i was a senior in high school yeah like when we were seniors like we used to play that 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 album the get rich or die trying album at my house <laughs> like non-stop and now even when i hear it like i have to listen to the whole thing and have to play it <laughs> um like i think of like that kenny chesney song uh she thinks my tractor's sexy because yeah. I tried to do it in karaoke one night and realized <laughs> I knew none of the words and got booed off stage. Um, you know, like there's always like, it's just funny how songs bring you back to just like the, like this point of this place, you know, that you're like, Oh, that's why I love that song is because it brings a memory back to you, you know? And like, even like some, like, even some like, like, like Pitbull songs from when I lived in, <laughs> from when I lived in Mexico, like when he realized like, like becoming really popular, you know, yeah. um, they were really popular then. So, I mean, it's just yeah a lot, a lot of different like weird stuff like that that's that bring back bring, just bring back really funny fond memories you know like country roads that reminds me of south jersey so yeah totally uh, you have a wide array <laughs> your taste it's like country and pitbull yeah <laughs> nice. country and hip-hop that's i always yeah. say it's a blend of country and hip-hop most of the time yeah and i remember like remember in high school like everybody had like a sound system in their car mm-hmm. and like oh, man this is just so ridiculous but so much fun oh yeah i had a i had a i, had a, I think i had 112 i had 112 inch jbl speaker and i had a i had those neon lights like fast and the furious under my car oh, my god fast and furious <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah all right well thank you so much i think that it concludes um you know our interview for the day but pat i really Perfect. appreciate you um you know, jumping on, spending some time reminiscing about the old times. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for having um, me. But yeah, definitely. So for anyone listening, you know, thanks so much for listening to another episode of Nancy's Nuggets. And uh, stay tuned for next episode. And thank you again, Pat. Thank you. Talk See to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Nancy's Nuggets. We hope you enjoyed this episode. 
you have a minute and you want to give us a review, we would very much appreciate it. So please give us a five-star review and share any feedback or takeaways you've had. Thanks again and have a great day.